Today, we're going to be talking about my three major tips for dealing with writer's block as a songwriter. Because yes, we as songwriters are not immune to writer's block, whether it's from the lyric side or from the music side. So we're going to talk about those three major ways in order to get past it right now. Hello friend, welcome to another episode of Songwriter Theory. We are talking about dealing with songwriters block, something we all go through. I have three major tips today. Be sure to stay till the end to get the third tip, which I think is probably least conventional and has many sub tips within it that I think will help you out, especially if the first two tips you've already tried. So be sure to stay tuned for that. First, Let's talk about what writer's block really is. And here's what I think writer's block really is. It's allowing your ego to prefer writing nothing over writing garbage. Let me say that again. It's allowing your ego, your pride, your sense of, of, of uh, expectations for your art to prefer writing nothing over writing garbage. And I get it. I'll be be honest with you. I've often struggled with, like, there's something about writing down words, especially, that can be really difficult when you know they're going to be garbage, especially if you take pride in your lyrics in any way, which I certainly do. As if you followed me before, if you've seen any of these other videos, you know how important lyrics are to me. So it's very hard. It's not my nature to be willing to write down garbage, but you have to be able to be willing to do that. And that's really getting into what my first tip is. Turn the editor off. Editors edit, writers write. And you need to separate that right now, at the beginning, you are a songwriter. Not a song editor yet, you're a songwriter. And a part of writing is really just, you know, you keep pumping out content until you find something good, right? A writer, generally speaking, especially if you think of a first draft, right? If you're writing a book, for example, you just start writing, right? Like you're not worried about, oh, I got the grammar a little bit wrong with this or, oh, this quote is a little clunky. No, no, no. You're writing. You go, go, go. That's You can worry about that other stuff when editing comes, right? And there's also some element of sometimes you just need to run to get through the crap, right? It's like if, if, if I don't know, your sink is having some issues and it's getting like mud in the water or whatever. You, you clean out the issue and forgive me, I know nothing about plumbing, okay? And that's going to be very evident here. But hopefully you'll understand what I'm saying anyway. So, you know, maybe there's some brown in your water, there's something going weird, and, and you know, maybe there's something wrong with the pipe that goes from your well, if you're lucky enough to have well water, or maybe you don't think that's lucky. I don't know. If you have well water, let me know in the comments. Good thing, bad thing, how do you feel? I feel like most people like it, but let me know. Um, so if you've resolved the issue, right, you're not going to know right away. The second you turn on the sink, it's not like, ooh, clean, because you have a bunch of water that was in the pipe already that's already been contaminated, Right? So you need to flush it out by just letting the water run. And oftentimes creativity is like that. Right, If you're in a rut or even if you're not in a rut, right? sometimes you just need to let a bunch of crap come out before the good stuff will start coming. Right, You need to let that dirty water through before you decide to, or well, not decide, before you are blessed with 
some better stuff, right? So I honestly, I've been working on a song recently that I'm, I think I just finished. Um, I say I think because sometimes it's a little vague whether you think you're done or not. But um, I looked the other day, I have 20 pages of lyrics, 20 pages of lyrics, pages. That's a lot for one song. And the total of, of, of the song ended up being like a page and a half. And then there's 20 pages of garbage, just garbage, right? But I had to work through that garbage to get to those golden nuggets that I could then cultivate, that I could then edit into good stuff. So turn the editor off. And if you're saying, well, that's nice of you to say, Joseph. It's easy for you to say. How do I actually do that, though? One practical way that I've found very helpful. There's this concept out there called writing pages. And the basic idea of it is you wake up in the morning and you commit to writing three pages of stuff. Some other versions are like 15 minutes, right? You just write. And you can write about anything, right? You can write about what you expect for your day, how you're feeling, how good you feel about the scale you just got on. Well, not the scale, but the result of the scale. Uh, which, hey, maybe that means you have hard feelings towards the scale too, right? I, I get it. Like, stupid scale, it's your fault. It's not that I ate a burrito last night or anything. But, um, you know, or you can just be writing about stuff you see around you, right? The idea is it's sort of that that flushing out idea, right? It's, it's breaking your barriers down a little bit and you're just forcing yourself, right, 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 just stuff, right? You're not... You don't have that expectation of, oh, it needs to be good, right? It's like when an athlete freezes up because they start thinking about it, right? If, if you've ever watched any sporting event ever, you know that oftentimes when the announcer says, oh, it looks like he, you know, he's thinking too hard, right? The, 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 the wide receiver started thinking about you know, where he was going to run after catching the ball before he caught the ball, right? And that's sort of what you're doing when you're thinking about editing and that future, oh, can I make this a good song? before you've even written anything, right? You're, t- you're staring at a blank page worried about the end result. You're like, if you follow my six-step lyric writing guide, which link will be in the description. Um, so if you follow that, you're six steps away from that final product, but you're already looking at that like, oh, I, need, I need to write gold. Like, no, you don't need to write gold. Nobody writes gold. People edit writing into gold. So... Writing pages. Highly recommend it. It's literally write three pages in the morning of anything, stuff, right? And it's easier than you may think, especially when, you know, you don't know what you're writing about, right? You might say, well, Joseph, what am I writing about? Exactly. You just write stuff, right? If you want want it to be a kind of short story one day, fine. Most days it's probably just going to be writing out your thoughts. Sometimes it's even nice to like clarify like, oh, when I go into work today, I need to do these things, right? But you just sort of get it out. And you get in the mode of writing and thinking and writing, right? So I find that very helpful. Writing pages, go check it out. Number two. So number one was turn the editor off. Editors edit. They don't write, right? And you're trying to write right now because it's writer's block, right? Not editor's block. So you need to turn that editor off. Number two, find a new source of inspiration, and there's many ways to do this, right? One way I like to do, there's a, uh, a thing on YouTube, I think it's called Amuleto. I don't know if that's how you say it, but that's how it's spelled, Amuleto. Um, they have a bunch of 
short films, right? Some of them, I think they average like 10 minutes or so, eight minutes. Uh, I've seen one as long as 30, but most of them are, are very short films. And a lot of them are really quite moving and tell different, interesting, intriguing stories. And, you know, that way you're not committing to a whole movie, right? But it's still a well-made product that you can draw inspiration from, right? Because, yeah, it's a little much to maybe watch a whole movie two and a half hours and still not be inspired by anything. But in two and a half hours of watching Amaletto, you can get through a bunch of different stories. Um, and there's certainly other ones out there. There's... One video that I found a while ago, I was trying to write a song about uh, sort of this poetic story of an old man and a bird. And, you know, there's things I was trying to convey with it. So I searched for like short videos on that. And there was this short video that I found of this, of an old man who who takes mercy on this bird and takes him in. And then at the end, uh, it sort of revealed that um, the, the man, when he went out into the snow to rescue the bird that had broken its wing, I think, by like flying into the window, he actually never made it back inside. And that was all, you know, maybe in his head as he was dying in the snow, which is really dark. Um, but but that whole thing helped to inspire me into a song that I was already starting to write and develop. But it really pushed me through that. Right. So there's a bunch of short films you can find. On YouTube, that's one way. Shows, movies, I've talked about that before. I'm not going to waste more time on that. It's all the same idea, right? You're finding other art to inspire you. I've also talked about, and again, if you get my six-step lyric writing guide, one of the things that I talk about in there is grabbing images from Google Images. So I like to find at least two, three, four images that speak to me that I think either share the subject of the song or sort of convey the emotion because it sort of helps me keep a uniform tone, right? Because I keep looking at the same images that inspire me to the feeling that I want the, the, the tone to convey, right? And they say a picture's worth a thousand words, right? So I have several pictures there. It's worth many thousands of words that I can then refine into a song, right? And oftentimes, they're not directly related to the song, right? Because the specific story of a song is not always going to be easily, you know, I just can't find an image of that exact same thing out on Google Images, right? But a lot of times you can find things that at least convey some of the emotions, some of the feelings, and some of the root issues you may be trying to address in your song, right? So if it's a song about uh, dealing with depression or anxiety or whatever, there's a million images out there about that, right? Well, your specific what you specifically are talking about in that realm is not really important so much as finding images that in your mind convey and give you the feeling, right? Cause it doesn't, nobody's ever going to see these images that nobody cares what images you used to inspire yourself to write a song, right? As long as they speak to you in a way that when you start writing your song today and when you revisit that song and continue writing it three months from now, it reminds you of the tone and, and what you're going for. So really any other form of art, right? Whether it's a movie or a book or, you know, a, a piece of art, right? I like to use Google Images paintings because for whatever reason, paintings tend to speak to me a little bit more than photography does. Maybe photography is better for you. Um, and then another thing you can do is dig into a different time in your past. I've, I've done this a lot lately. And I think I've mentioned this before, but, you know, being happily married for three years now, a little over three years. 
doesn't exactly give me a lot of writing material, right? Like, especially as somebody who gravitates a little bit more and is more moved by sad stuff. But frankly, I haven't had much sad stuff in the last three plus years, right? The most sad things I've had are like, I mean, I have had some sad stuff. So for example, I had a grandparent pass away uh, and then I had had a couple before and they sort of all came together to inspire really a whole EP's worth of songs. So I've had some stuff, but that's, that's it, right? Like everything else has been, not that everything is, is, is peaches and, and, you know, butterflies flying around and great, but for the most part, my life has lacked much drama, right? It's not like, you know, if you're single or you go through several people that you're dating, like there's all these little stories in there to tell, right? Like, what am I going to tell the story of? My wife's awesome. I love her. Like, I don't know. There's some songs in there to be clear. Um, actually there's a lot of songs in there to be fair, but for me as a writer, again, I gravitate towards the more sad stuff. It doesn't come naturally to me to write when I'm happy or to write about happy stuff. That just isn't really my main thing. So because of that, I don't have a ton of inspiration from today. So I've had to get in, I've had to hone the ability to dive into different specific moments in the past and remember where I was. Now, obviously, you want to do this in a non-toxic way, right? You don't, you don't want to get yourself all riled up and now you're depressed for three days and your spouse has to deal with depressed you because you immersed yourself in some dark time of the past. Yes, do this responsibly. But um, it, something that I've really thought about recently, and this is sort of the fourth point that, that connects with this, is you can make something that seems simple and seems like one story into so many stories simply by changing the angle that you're looking at it. So for example, it does take a breakup song, right? Pretty typical. A breakup song. That's just a basic breakup song. You broke up with me. I'm so sad, right? Like who cares? Answer. Very few people, except probably people who listen to pop radio. Lols, just kidding. Gotcha. Boom. I know you feel so insulted. Anyway, so, um, but you can, you can get such an, a different experience and really find compelling subjects when you dive levels deeper, right? Sad breakup song, who cares? But let's talk a little more specific. So I wrote some specifics down. How about a song? right before you meet with somebody to break up with them. So maybe it's you going through your thoughts, or maybe you're working through some of the fond memories that you have with the person as you're sitting in the coffee shop right before you break up with the person, right? And again, this doesn't have to be a story that you've actually done, right? If you can resonate with this at all. So if you've ever broken up with somebody, you can utilize this concept, right? I don't think there are too many songs about that, right? Thinking about the fond memories of somebody right before you have the conversation to break up with them. Maybe they show up at the very end of the song, right? I don't know if that exists. I'm almost sad that I said this in this podcast because now one of you is going to steal this idea. And I think it's a good idea, but it's totally okay. Steal it. Do it. Um, another one, a song that you write. A month after a breakup, and again, you don't have to write this a month after a breakup, but the moment in time 
a month or so after a breakup. And a month is arbitrary, right? The point is that it's not like I got broken up with and I'm sad, right? You went through a myriad of emotions, right? You probably had some sadness, some anger, some relief, uh, some, some, some longing for the good memories and, you know, maybe thinking back, thinking, wow, I'm really never going to see that person, right? There's so many different emotions in this. So month right after a breakup, say, and you regret that you've broken up with them and they've moved on. Okay. That's interesting. Um, kind of been visited now. Uh, Adele's hello is sort of that, right? It's years later and she's now sort of apologizing slash regrets. Um, song after you broke up with someone, but find out that they had been cheating on you. That's an interesting mess of emotions, right? You chose not to be with them before you even had the knowledge they were cheating on you. But now you probably have this feeling of betrayal by them, rightfully so, but you broke up with them. That's a weird mess of things, right? Realistic scenario, though. I'm sure that's happened to many a person. How about a song after someone broke up with you and you're oddly relieved, right? Somebody just broke up with you. You expected to be sad, but you're actually relieved. That's a little different. Okay, and not relieved in like a, yeah, I'm glad you left me. I don't need you anyway. Power, right? Like, none of that crap. We've all heard that, right? Like, and, and again, to be clear, there's nothing wrong with that. It's just, you know, it's been done, and which everything's been done, right? There's nothing new under the sun. But I think it's really helpful to find that just minor new angle, right? Something that doesn't feel like it should be so different, but it kind of is different, right? Like Adele's Hello kind of fits into that, right? On the surface, you could say, oh, it's just another breakup song. But it's not, though. It's not. It's a new angle that 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 really hasn't been over-visited. And I'm not saying nobody's visited before, right? Like, I'm sure there's other songs out there that have more or less visited the whole, you know, I regret breaking up with you five years ago or, you know, and I don't pretend to know. I, I forget if that's exactly what's about. If I'm totally wrong, comment down below. Leave the hate comments. It's totally cool. Um, and if you're on the podcast and you're thinking comments, what comments? Uh, the comments are on YouTube, so you'd need to be watching on YouTube in order to do that. But you can always uh, leave me a review, specifically on iTunes, if you enjoy this content. Please do so. If you have not yet or before, do it now. Go ahead. Leave a review on iTunes. Preferably four or five stars really helps so that more people can find this content, allow me to do more content, get better at it, teach you better. Everybody wins. Uh, if you don't feel like you can give me five stars, please email me, joseph at songwritertheory.com. Joseph is spelled J-O-S-E-P-H, because I know some people somehow don't know that. Um, so joseph at songwritertheory.com. Let me know how I can improve. How can I How can I do do better? Let me know what episode. Also, feel free to email me there if there's something specific you want me to cover. If you're on YouTube, easier way to let me know what you want to cover comment down below. So song a year after someone broke up with you. Here's another one. And you're thankful for your time with them because you really enjoyed your time with them. And you think, wow, what a, they were a really awesome person, but you're also thankful that it's over, right? That's an interesting mess of emotions, right? You're, you're at, you're, you genuinely respect and like the person still, and you're thankful you're for your, with your, for your, I'm sorry. That was a mess of words, wasn't it? You're thankful for your time with them. But at the same time, you're thankful it's over. Maybe you found something new and better. 
Maybe you haven't. You just realize that it wasn't right. Maybe you like your newfound freedom. You know, it doesn't matter, right? There are so many different angles you can get out of one, seemingly one thing. Sort of like those pictures, right? Of like, you know, depend, you know, whoever looks at it sees it differently. Is it a green dress with, with, with gold or is it a black dress with blue? You know, whatever. I don't remember what they were, but you know, what I'm talking about those pictures online that different people see them different ways, right? Perspective is everything here. So third major point, final point that we're going to talk about today is to generate inspiration. And the reason I told you to stay till this part is we're going to talk about some practical, actual tools that you can go use. Some of them are online tools. So for example, I understand that sometimes, well, not for example, let me, let me set, set, set the, uh, set the stage here for, for why it is you might go to, for this example, you might say to yourself, okay, Joseph, those two tips were pretty helpful. And I hope that they were, they're definitely helpful to me. If they're not helpful to you, let me know. But, uh, they should be. I feel like they would be. So sometimes, though, one is so in a rut with writer's block that the concept of turning the editor off isn't working. You just can't turn it off for some reason. Even if you do writing pages, you just can't get out of your own head. That happens sometimes. It does. Turning the editor off and being intentional about that, doing writing pages, that helps for sure. But it's not, it's not always going to cure that problem. Same with finding a new source of inspiration, right? It's helpful. It's something that will cure a lot of writer's block. But again, sometimes you're in such a rut that you can't get past that. So what's the remaining problem here? The remaining problem is that you, right? Like you or me, depending on who's having this writer's block, is in such a rut that we basically need somebody to hand us something because we are totally incapable right now of getting through our writer's block on our own. So what's the best way to get through that? Generate inspiration. So for example, there are lots of drum loops online. Go find a drum loop that you find interesting. And that can be that spark, right? It's literally something you didn't even make. You don't have to make anything, nothing. Google right now, drum loop online, drum loops online, free drum loops online. Maybe even open another YouTube tab, finish watching this video first, but then <laughs> open another YouTube tab and, and look for drum loops, right? And then go to your piano or your guitar and start to improvise over it. That can be the thing to kickstart your inspiration. Other things I found, I'll put the links below. Uh, Google, actually, or I assume to be Google because it's under chromeexperiments.com. It's called musiclab.chromeexperiments.com. But they have a bunch of different, uh, really, music helper tools. So there's one called the Melody Maker that all the notes it gives you are in one scale. I believe it's in the key of C, if I remember correctly, C major. And it gives you all eight notes from one C to the next C. I think it's eight. Might be wrong on that. And you can just click or, or click down and scribble to generate notes and boom. And then you hit play. Boom. It plays you the melody. So you can literally randomly generate a melody basically by scribbling or by randomly placing notes. And then maybe somewhere in there, 
Maybe it's garbage, right? But there might be one interval that you're like, ooh, that's an interesting interval. And now that might kickstart your inspiration. So there's slash melody maker. So musiclab.chromeexperiments.com slash melody maker with a dash in between. Again, I'll have the links in the description, um, especially if you're on YouTube. I can't promise that on podcasts. So if it's not there, then what I say actually is important. But really just going to musiclab.chromeexperiments.com. All of these different tools are right there for you to use. But one's Melody Maker, one's Song Maker. There was one that was uh, a Rhythm Maker, I think it was, um, where you can sort of, in a similar way, you can select where the hits are. And one has like bongos, I think. And one has a more traditional drum kit. And on the lyrical side, right, you uh, something that some people do is they write a bunch of words on little pieces of paper or sticky notes or whatever's helpful to you. Maybe a deck of cards on the back of a deck of cards, especially if you have a crap one, which seemingly is any not made by bicycle um, or whatever that company is, and randomly pair them, right? Just write words that you find remotely compelling or even not, right? Like, I don't know, girl, boy, ocean, breeze, sea, I don't know why I did ocean twice. Desert, lonely, joy, ecstasy. I don't know. Crack cocaine. Just kidding. Um, I wonder if YouTube, even though I just, because I saw a video recently, <laughs> so I'm curious, but I saw a video recently where they edited out somebody saying a drug name because apparently YouTube thinks that that means you're like promoting that thing. So I wonder, I wonder if I'll get hit for that. Anyway, um, so randomly pair them, right? Take some words, randomly pair them, see what happens, shuffle them. And, and another thing on the melody side, you can do the same thing with chords, right? Put chords, put all, you could put all seven chords if you'd like within your scale, right? So if you're C major, you have C major, D minor, E minor, F major, G major, A minor, and then B diminished, so I would say maybe remove that seven chord, remove in that case the B diminished, uh, but take all the other ones, pick three cards, pick four cards, lay them out, boom, chord progression, get started, right? So feel free to use a tool, whether it be something physical you can hold like cards or an online tool in order to sort of generate and kickstart your inspiration. Right? It doesn't matter where the inspiration starts. And I think we're going to talk about this either next week or in a couple of weeks, um, sort of talking about like how to songwrite in 2020. And, you know, an important thing here is I think people are quick to think, oh, oh this thing is cheating. Like, wh what is cheating? We're writing, right? Are you, are you copying someone else? Right? Have you infringed on somebody else's intellectual property? No? Okay, well then... What does any of the rest matter, right? Where the inspiration mat comes from doesn't matter, right? You're not less creative because you watched a movie and that inspired you to write a song, right? Like the movie didn't produce the song. It just kickstarted your imagination to then write a song. So don't sweat that so much. And I feel like it's maybe a part of the whole, like, you know, the, the auto-tune debate, right? Like, is it cheating? Is it not? For the record, my opinion is... 
Um, not that you care, but if you do care, my opinion is that auto-tune is totally fine and don't pretend like your artist doesn't use it. Of course they do. They all use it. Any album you've listened to in the last 20 years absolutely has it on the vocal. Please don't lie to yourself. It does. I promise you. Um, you know, you just usually refer to it as pitch correction in that case, but it's auto-tune. It's the same concept. You just do it more naturally. Um, and I think it's totally fine as long as you are not making a performance that the performer couldn't actually do, right? So if I'm slightly flat on a note or slightly sharp on a note and you fix that, I think that's fine. Now, if it makes me sound like I can belt a high note that I really can't, that I think is cheating. Let me know what you think. If you're on YouTube, let me know in the comments. Do you agree with that take? Is that a good take in your opinion? Let me know. Um, so anyway... Um, a way to look at this, I don't know if you're a Star Wars fan, as you can see, I am. But The Mandalorian, whether or not you watch Star Wars, this is worth uh, a look. On Disney+, Plus, they have a another show that's like behind the scenes of The Mandalorian, or they talk about the making of The Mandalorian. And they show this new technology they developed for this. It's really amazing. It's basically this, this dome that the actors act in, where the dome actually is made up of all screens that literally shows the actor. So the actor feels like if they're on Tatooine or whatever, they actually see the desert of Tatooine around them. And the cameras then are capturing the person acting. And then instead of green screen, that's going to be added later. And the actor has to pretend like they're seeing all this stuff. No, no, no. The actor is actually seeing it on the screens. And then the screens through fancy technology sort of adjust and shift so that wherever the camera is, it looks correct and it looks good. And me and my wife just rewatched The Mandalorian season one to, to prepare for season two. Smash like if you're excited. Um, and and I, I was literally looking in some episodes because I had seen it before, so I didn't have to pay attention to other things as much as I, as I did the first time. Uh, and I didn't know about the technology the first time. And... I was looking for it, right? I was seeing, like, can I see where the screen begins and the, um, you know, the, the set piece ends? And the answer is no, I absolutely could not. It looks so good. And what that gets them, right, is now it's easier for the actors to act because they actually see what will end up being on the screen, right? So, so when they're acting like they are in the Star Wars universe, they're not looking at a green screen having to pretend that they're on Tatooine. They actually see... Tatooine, in quotes, around them, right? That's going to make acting so much easier. It's also easier on the budget, right? Now they don't have to go for a desert scene and for, you know, forest scene and stuff. They don't have to travel to all these places. They can do all of this in-house, right? So it makes things so much cheaper while also making them look amazing, which is how The Mandalorian, in my opinion, looks every bit as good as the movie's. And yet it's so much cheaper to make. And this is the type of technology that allows us to get better and better looking TV shows for cheaper and cheaper, which is really, really, really amazing. So, you know, would you call that cheating? Like, oh, well, real actors do it in front of a green screen. Why? Why? If you can give yourself an advantage to do it better, why would you not? So take advantage of these tools that are online. Another thing you can try is if you have a melody or if you have a song you like, reverse it. Or take the melody of the song that you like, right? You have a song that you really, really like, reverse it. Just play it in reverse. See what happens. And I'm not saying to copy that thing. I'm just saying that, again, that might inspire you. The whole point here, right, is to kickstart that inspiration in order to be able to get past, to go back to that original definition, 
You need to allow, you need to make your ego go back to preferring writing garbage and being comfortable writing garbage and being comfortable writing imperfect things and preferring that over what it's currently preferring, which is writing nothing, doing nothing, because something is always better than nothing when it comes to writing, right? Worst case scenario, you're getting some of the crap out. That's worst case scenario. Let me know what you think. In the comments below, let me know which of those three tips is most helpful to you. Is it turn the editor off, editors edit, writers write, and editors don't write? Find a new source of inspiration or generate inspiration via some of those online tools I was talking about. Which one of those resonates the most with you? Let me know in the comments below. Be sure to subscribe, click the little notification bell. If you have not already, because I have videos like this coming out every single week, and be sure to drop a like if you haven't already. Again, if you are listening on iTunes or any other podcast, the best thing you can do to help me out if you appreciate this content is to go leave a awesome review on iTunes. Tell some friends about this podcast that you think would also enjoy it. Tell your friends about this YouTube channel, about songwriter theory in general. The website doesn't really matter. Tell them about our content. And that goes a long way. I appreciate all of you. I appreciate you all for tuning in. I appreciate you all for all of the emails I've gotten. I really do enjoy getting emails from from you and and hearing back about, you know, what the things that some of you want to learn and some feedback about how helpful certain things have been. Always awesome to hear. I appreciate every single one of you and I will talk to you next time.